0: Hello and welcome to the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcasts, I'm Stephen Hedges. In this, our final chat with Michael Hogan, we finish by covering his thoughts on Glamorgan as well as his own career. Again, there are two things to bear in mind. Our interview took place before the news of Michael's move to Kent County Cricket Club was made public and the quality of the audio is not great, particularly from Michael's end. We hope this doesn't distract from his contribution and to your enjoyment of the podcast. I was looking at your your first class figures. Your economy rate in first class cricket is 2.71. You must be really proud of that.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I mean I, I guess, guess yeah. yeah. It was always sort of a thing for us as a bowling group in Australia that i also tried to bring to bring here and tried to adapt to you was that we wanted to we wanted to go at less than less than three and over. For as long as we could as, as a group, and whether, and whether that was whether that meant that if someone else bled a bit more, then it was your job to um to help him out and bring it back. So that was sort of the way I used to structure my bowling was that I would I would look to go under threes and to keep it under that, I suppose, for as long as I have. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been good, but yeah, like I say, that was that was my job just to be you know, take, take, take take
0: take wickets, but. I'm just going to run through your kind of record for Glamorgan, at least. 273 appearances, 681 first-class wickets, including your Australians. Fastest man to reach 100 wickets for Glamorgan. Glamorgan Player of the Year, 2013 and 2014. Um, You were awarded your county cap in 2013 uh, after taking over 100 wickets in all forms of the game that season. Finally, this year, inducted into the Glamorgan County Cricket Club Hall of Fame and also awarded a testimonial season for your final season with the club. How do you feel about receiving all of those plaudits and and hearing all of those uh, kind of uh, figures do you, um, Do you take that as a as a, a personal recognition or or you, you always sound very much like you're a team man before you're a personal man? Yeah, Uh,
1: I mean, personal milestones, you
0: know, I guess, they're always nice and and
1: it's probably something that I'll be able to reflect on a bit more now. I I mean, the County Cat um, was a nice one, um, but also the the, uh, Hall of Fame, I think that was, uh, I'm I nearly, I nearly broke when I I was at um, the Barclays dinner this year when I was awarded, I I was inducted into the Hall of Fame. I nearly broke. They don't normally get too emotional, but that nearly got me. I think that was pretty, that was pretty special. I think, given there's only, I I I think we're up to about 430 players play for the Morgan, and I think there's only 30. Well there was 34 before there, Matt, Matt Maynard was the last one before me. So to be the, the 35th, you know, understanding some of the history and some of the players that have that are in that um, in that hall of fame. That was that was pretty special for me there. I think that was, that was a nice that was a that was
0: a nice moment. That was that was something that I'll um, that I'll always remember. Yeah. And 380 first class matches, never dismissed lbw you... tell us a little bit about that record
1: Ah, oh, i think it's just, just yeah <laughs> it's, it's just, just something that's that it's growing legs really um uh, one of my as, colleagues as a... asked
0: one of my colleagues asked were you nervous in those last couple of games when you went in <laughs> thinking christ it might go at this time
1: no not, not really. really not, not really. really um I thought that yeah, maybe, maybe a middle set so that Tim Murder, of all people that might get me, he would be the guy I think that
0: could get me. I also got a
1: little bit nervous that, because as it started to get a little bit more widely spoken about and it started to make its way into sort of like the, into the media and the cricketer and these sorts of things. and thought, that someone, someone, you know, an umpire somewhere is going to be out to get me. So if I get here, I'm going to get sawn off, and they're going to, yeah, regardless of where I'm standing. But but um, yeah, managed to managed
0: to find other ways to get out again. Um, yeah. You advertised the pads. Yeah, it was a bit of a, only a, bit
1: of a joke because I knew obviously the running, the running joke um, um, of, of obviously the, the LBW or lack of LBWs. Uh,
0: I've, I've still, still got, got them. Um, well, uh, they would find, find a nice home in the Museum of Welsh Cricket if you wanted to pass them oh, on. Yeah, uh, Andrew Hignell. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they would. To
1: be fair, it's just probably not a bad idea. I, I actually I thought about
0: auctioning them off. If you our guy, Dave
1: Dave Lloyd, uh, around the around the London Marathon this year for TFN and Georgina, you are our our. Uh, physio did the, um, the Iron Man uh, this year for um, Air Ambulance Service um, charity. So I thought about auctioning um, them off um, for the charities, but I, I ran out of time really. So I may I still do that. I may still do that if they're still open in the charity.
0: We'll see. As you get ready to sort of leave, leave Glamorgan and Wales for the last time, where do you think? Morgan are now as a club. Um, how do you see their future? We've made
1: some some great steps this year in, in, in Red ball Cricket. Um, obviously, some really strong signings. You know, Sam Sam Northeast obviously shores up that middle order batting. A four is a, you know, a quality player. I think realistically, we'd be we need to be to be looking at a few more signings. Um, I like to think that um, with, with the players that I guess we've we've released or, or that are leaving, you know, self included this year, that you know if you if you're looking to release those sorts of players, you, you're hopefully looking, you need to get, get someone better to fill those spots, hopefully, or, or you've got your eyes on someone better to fill those spots. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we obviously need to make some what I would say astute signings, but we're probably not in the in the financial position of, of a few other clubs, but, you know, I guess, I mean, we're really in between the lines, we've, we've released a few bowlers um, this year, so, we should be, we should be looking to, looking to sign a bowler or two, and then, um, preferably, I would say, the play, the play-all formats, and then, probably similar with the batting. I think we probably need, Need a couple of extra batters as well. Hopefully we see progression from, from Alec Horton. wrongly, he needs to be given some game time. Um, looking to play first 11 um, soon. I think he's done quite well for England under-19s and the majority of those England under-19s players are, are playing for their counties now, so um, I think that's something
0: that the club may, may have to look
1: at. Um, you know, he'd be he'd be one whether he's playing as a batter or, or Chris um, you know obviously Chris Cook um, there's no way you could you could drop him but he, he may be able to, to to bat a little bit higher and, and, and not keep um, you know, he's, he's average over the last three years with the bat, I think Chris is, is in in the 50s so he's certainly not a player that you can you can drop but maybe maybe uh, look to um, look to, to go into the field and um, and horse keep Um yeah I think yeah. We, need we need to make, to make some, some I think we need, we need to make some signings so without sort of trying to get too carried away with, with my position it's a you know it's a lot of a lot of experience and a, and a lot of wickets um to lose without without making any any sort of replacement so hopefully, um, hopefully yeah. they can um, they can go somewhere and find a way to, to sign a few players.
0: I'm just going to throw some questions from my colleagues that they've passed on to me. In retrospect, was starting your first-class career relatively late? Not such a bad thing. Um. I. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Um. You yeah. know, obviously, you've got your own sort of pipe. One's
1: got their own path, I suppose. No? In, In terms, terms of, longevity, of longevity, I would, I would say yes. yes. Um, I think I gave my a body a chance to to grow and develop before I put the strains of, of bowling on it, which probably helped. But I say with ambitions of playing for Australia, time I probably I probably needed to start a bit earlier, if I you know to have more more time to do that. But um, you know I, I'm. I think I'm I'm happy with the choices that I made and and the path that I've sort of forged. So there's, you know, I I wouldn't look back and and say that I wish I had done this or done that better.
0: Who are the best young fast bowlers that you've seen on the county circuit in recent years? Do you think there's anybody, as county cricket fans, we should be keeping an eye out for um, in future seasons? I mean,
1: there's a few. I think... um, Young guy Sam Cook from, from Essex, is wide, widely unknown. I think he's probably been around for a few years, but um, he looks a really class bowler. So, you know, there's, there's probably not a heap in terms of young bowlers at the moment. Um, I think probably the young batters are probably more likely the ones that seem to shine. The bowlers tend to, to wait a few more years before you know before they they start to progress uh, towards their sort of mid. 20, obviously, obviously, uh, obviously, um, obviously, uh, Potts has done quite well for um, for Durham in, in England. He, he destroyed us earlier in the year as well, which probably, probably got, got him in the England side. side so. so, um, yeah, so many Potts is probably the other one that's obviously just broken in to that England squad now.
0: Ollie Robinson did the same last season, wasn't He, he had a great. He <laughs> yeah, a great game against Glamorgan and then got yeah. into the England side. Yeah, I wish
1: they had taken it. They've got an into the England side off the back of that. And Kieran Carlson had an hundred in each innings. He's the only guy that looked like scoring any runs on the pitch. And they picked Ollie Robinson and left Kieran behind. But I'm not saying he should be in the England squad, but maybe you could have a look in for the Lions at some point. But, um, and then, uh, anyway. yes, we we tend, tend to, as uh, more we tend to um, nudge people into that uh, into
0: that England setup. <laughs> okay, um, you played in the Big Bash, um, as you said, probably at, at the, the height of its success, um, and you've also played in the hundred this uh, this season for the Sun Brave. Um, do you think um, they've got the formula right with the with, with the hundred? Do you think they've got the elements that made the Big Bash successful there?
1: Yeah, yeah, they have. Obviously, they're, they're encouraging um, fan participation and it's a bit of a party atmosphere. Uh, it's a short tournament, which always helps. to keep people engaged because it's, it's, you know, it's on and off. So it's you know, run and one within, within a month. Um, you know, whereas the Big Bash started, it was sort of five, six weeks, and now it's 10, 10 weeks. More games and more. So I think the product that they've got is is a good one. Um, whether I'm all for the you know the format, I'm not sure. Um, the the sets and the various things, I'm still not, I still didn't quite understand a lot of the rules, why they held yeah, up white cards and these sorts of things. And um, and you were playing in it. I was playing exactly. I you know, just ball when I was told The to ball. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm not yeah, I'm not completely solid on the format, but in terms of, of the product they have and the, way, and the crowd participation, the way they're attracting um you know, families and, and I guess also promoting a women's game, uh, which is which is important as well. Um the way they're sort of gone about that is, is uh, they're on to
0: they're on to um, something there. Final question from my colleagues, and this is I guess related to that last one. We've had the high performance review in English cricket now that has uh, uh, really kind of discussed the possibility of the reduction of red ball cricket to try and improve the the results of English Test team. Do you have a view on it as an Australian? Uh, a couple of years
1: ago, when they started off this hundred thing, it was like, "Well, we're still priority. Our is still red ball cricket." That was one of the main, the major points that they made it was, "No, this is our priority. Still red ball cricket. It's still red ball focus, but we're just going to have three months of white ball cricket." And I uh, sort of, after playing, playing the T20 and then moving into the hundred, I sort of feel like there's there is too much white ball cricket. Now, I don't know, I mean, I don't know the sort of the feedback from the players in terms of why, but if you're playing too much cricket because you're playing, if you want more space to play, shall we say more lucrative tournaments around the world, then maybe you can miss a couple of those. Uh, as, soon, as soon as you take more red ball cricket away from, from, I guess, one player's developments you know, and also... Supporters who who obviously want to come and watch the red ball game, um, you, you guess the, the game will die off. The red Bull game will will die off, and you'll probably find that if they do that, you know it'll only be other other places will follow, and it'll end up being you know the top five or six teams in the world will start playing red ball cricket, and that will be less frequent, be more white ball again. Um, I think you'll probably lose lose the game, um, so I, I'm against it. Yeah, I think you know they probably, probably should be playing more red ball cricket. Easy enough for me to say. I suppose now that I'm leaving the game, but, uh, I I think yeah I think there should be either the same or more red ball cricket. I think probably they could look at maybe maybe a hybrid tournament in terms of how they structure the 50 over in the T20 comp, maybe they can look at making that a um, 35 over tournament, something like that, and forge those two comps into one. Then that frees up some space, but they can't.
0: I guess the other option
1: is um, to keep playing red ball through the through the hundred. Um, maybe that'll give lesser teams an opportunity to, or or possibly give the bigger counties um, more a reason to actually start getting, um, shall we say, just solid county cricketers rather than monopolising the best players um, so that other counties miss out. But I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's so many th- – I've been thinking about this for a while. There's so many thoughts that sort of rattle around in my, in my brain. Um, yeah, it might encourage the bigger teams to – to um, Rather than just the superstars, they just need to actually look at getting some um, solid county pros as well.
0: Well, oh, thank you, thank you for your honesty on that. What what will be your enduring memories of of your career in first class cricket? What will be the what will be the stories that you'll tell your grandchildren in years to come?
1: Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not really. I'm not really sure. I think probably none, unless they ask me. Really, I, I. It's sort of just like I don't know if I close the if I close the book and that sort of chapter's done. I guess I, unless I, you know, unless I make my way sort of back into the game in in some sort of capacity, then you know I think with the that sort of that sort of history it may only be that when we return but like we do plan to to return to cardiff and you know, to visit various people over, over time it's not something that we can just sort of shut off and and not you know and not revisit it since i've spent a
0: quarter of our lives here
1: yeah. so um you know when i guess when people ask i, I can i can offer advice or offer some stories but just one of those ones. I was just here to do to do a job that that people paid me to do, and you know I've done it for the best of my ability, I suppose, and as, as as good as I can for as long as I can. But um, yeah, there's no there's no sort of no sort of highlights, I guess, or not trying to to leave myself up in lights. So uh, that's job's done, and hopefully someone else can pick up the pick up the baton and and take it further and and maybe be be better
0: and what about wales what will you and, and rachel and uh, the children take back with you from from wales to australia any <laughs> well,
1: well my kids, kids have, certainly have certainly taken, taken back, back a welsh accent, accent, accent as it turns out, out. So <laughs> they've got that um but no i mean we've absolutely loved it here we've we've lived here for like i say seven years uh, um, we've got, you know, some of, I've, I've forged some really great friendships, or we've forged some really great friendships, I should say, not just me, it's not, it's not a personal thing, it's as a, as a family. And, um, you know, I guess these sorts of things, we will remember the, the people that we run into, and the the kindness, I think that's one of the you know, guys like, um, like John Williams and and you know, supporters clubs, the travellers, the followers, you know, the, the they're people that you don't get that sort of stuff in Australia. That really, they're just normal, normal people who just really care about the club, and they're trying to you know give the club the best um, the best exposure they can. John's John's really working. Working hard and, and does it all for the club and for nothing back really and um, you know those sorts of those sorts of people. That, you know, the, the, I guess the fabric of the game certainly in in, in Cardiff and you know, the supporters in general. You know, they're always here for the most part. The, the supporters that are here at the ground are uh, incredibly supportive and always. You know they've always got you back. It seems so. That's certainly something that I'll take. You don't get that in Australia.
0: Well, perhaps on behalf of all of those people, the many kind of supporters of Glamorgan and and uh, people who you know play recreational cricket who still look to Glamorgan as their club, would like to wish you all the best to you and your family for your for the new part, the next part of your life, um, and remind you that there's a little Welsh phrase that there'll always be a welcome in the hillsides for you. So whenever you do come back, um, we'd be very pleased to see you all. Lovely, thank Thank you, you. appreciate Appreciate it. Ah! For a final time, we'd like to thank Michael for the time he gave us for these interviews and to wish him every success in the next stage of his career. Join us next time when we celebrate a rather unconventional friendship between an ordinary club cricketer in Wales and the greatest batsman the world of cricket has ever known. Doug and the Don is a special exhibition now open at the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket at Sophia Gardens that covers the friendship between Douglas Davis and Sir Donald Bradman. So do join us again when we'll be hearing some more stories about the great game of cricket from the great country of Wales. Bye for now. Roedd gyda chi stori yw'r harni gyda ni. Mae e at Neu, i'n Facebook, Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcast. Neu Intidalen Twitter, at Welsh Cricket Pod. Do you have a story you'd like to share with us? If so, please contact... Email mwcpod1921 at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcast or our Twitter at Welsh Cricket Pod.